This podcast episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel that generates leads from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any tech skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Nate. Let's go! In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Years of marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Championship 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 Leadership Podcast Championship Leadership Podcast With Nate Bailey Hey what's up everybody Nate Bailey here Championship Leadership Podcast and today uh, I'm excited we have Dan Lesniak he is best, a best selling author billion dollar uh, real estate agent and uh, also as you can see in the background if you're watching this the uh, name of the coaching company hyper fast agent so thank you dan i appreciate you being here and taking time out of your busy day to be with us thank you thanks nate i i appreciate the opportunity to be on your show and to get in front of your your audience and your listeners and, and everyone who's watching and you know really jump in to uh you know my story and, and how it hopefully can help a few few of your listeners yeah absolutely so let's jump into it uh the name is championship leadership so I'll, i always like to ask right off the bat just what do you what do you think of or what what does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that yeah i think that the biggest thing that the biggest thing that people crave uh or really two biggest things when it comes to championship leadership is leaders that are authentic and leaders that are down in the trenches actually doing the work so that's that's one of the things that i think is unique about the coaching company that that i've built along with my wife carrie and, and business partner is that we are actually still in real estate like we run a team that will sell nearly 400 million dollars this year and you know in an age where it's just very easy to post a picture uh, with, with you and a rented Lamborghini and to, to be a guru, um, you know, and, and especially in real estate, you get a lot of coaches that, you know, maybe they did sell a lot of homes in 1990 or 2000, 2005, but um, you know, the market changes so, so quickly that selling 500 homes 20 years ago is a lot different than what it looked like, uh, looks like today or a year ago even. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's one of my, my, my key principles in, in championship leadership is actually 
being a player coach, right? Like yeah. being, being a player coach and, and, and being authentic with people. Like if, if you're not authentic, people can, can see right through it. And um, you, know, you just can't, you just can't fake it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, it seems to be more and more of an issue. And, and I suppose, uh, well, you tell me what do you, I mean, what do you think? Wh why is that authenticity? Like, why is it such a big deal? I mean, I, I think I kind of go right to social media and how easy it is to like kind of what you just said, portray this image of something you're not right. Yeah, I think, I think it has to do with social media and the, the uh, ease of which it is to get attention because it's, it's a lot, it's a lot cheaper to take out a, a Facebook ad than, than traditional forms of marketing and advertising. And, and I'm not saying this to come at social media or sure. digital marketing in a negative way. I, I think it's like money in a way, right? It, it amplifies who you are. Like if you're a good person, money's just going to make you more of a good person. If you're a bad person, money will make you more of a bad person. The same is true. I believe with social media, I think this problem of people not being real or of being inauthentic has been around for thousands of years and it's just amplified on social media. Yeah, definitely. What, um, I mean, do you see a lot of that? I'm in the coaching space as well and, and it can be easy to get lost. It, it can also be easy to lose yourself a little bit, to want to, to almost fall into that a little bit, right? Of like, man, I, I really catch myself sometimes questioning myself my motives like do i really need this am i saying this to look good or am i saying this because i really feel like it can make an impact on somebody um you know and it's just so it's kind of in a way to self-monitor my myself uh so that i don't fall into that trap as well so yeah what are your experiences is uh inside of um the real estate world because there are a lot of coaches out there in that world as well and it's it is hard to know who to who to who to lean on who to trust um, who to give you a hard earned dollars to, so that, you know, you can get the real help that you're looking for. I mean, that's a point that you would invest in a coach. Yeah. Well, I think if you're, you know, thinking about investing in a coach, you need to look at like, what have they done? What are, what are they doing right now? Right. Is that, is that someone that I want to become? Like if, if the, if, if the coach or person you're thinking about following isn't who you would want to be, uh, then, then I don't, you know, I don't think you should be around that person, right? Like you, you yeah. need to hang out. You need to be around people that are at the place that, that you want to go, um, or, or at least on the, the path there. And I, I think, uh, another thing you need to do is, is with leaders and influencers in general. And, and you know, cause coaches don't have to be paid. Mentors don't have to be paid. Like you can, you can yeah. digest the information that a lot of the coaches and leaders and influencers put out like in things like this, like on podcasts or in books, right? Like there's, there's tons of ways to, to do it without necessarily having, you know, to, 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 to pay them. Uh, there's nothing wrong with either, but I, th I think one thing that to, to remember is like, watch what they actually do, right? Not just what they say, because what a lot of times too, what, what, what they, say is is different than what they're what they're doing so you need to actually look at what successful people 
that, that you want to become, like, what are they actually doing? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> talk, um, talk a little bit, tell us, tell us, uh, you know, how you got your start in the real estate world. I know you mentioned that you that your wife is also your business partner and that you, you know, work together with her and I'm sure there's some challenges there as well, but I'm sure it's, uh, I'm sure there's a ton of benefits to being able to work with your, your, your wife as well. But yeah, maybe give us a little insight on, on, you know, how you started and, and where you came from to get here. Yeah. Well, real estate was not something that I thought I would, would do or something I dreamed of becoming when I was growing up. I, I, uh, discovered it after a pretty challenging period in my life. So I, I fit the old school, old, old uh, kind of paradigm uh, that, you know, our parents were taught and, and many people in our generation of go to school, work hard so you can get into a better school and work hard so that you can get into a better school and work hard so you can get a good job and work hard so that you can get an even better one or maybe go back to school. And, and that all worked for me, you know, until it didn't. So I, I got into good schools, went to the Naval Academy, had a good career in the Navy, had a, got a job as a defense contractor, went to business school, and I thought I would go work for a McKinsey, a BCG, a, a Bain Consulting, and lo and behold, it was 2010, 11, they were not hiring a ton of MBA graduates, and I did not uh, get to accomplish my, my dream of, at the time, of my goal of getting a $180,000 job where I traveled four days a week. That, that didn't come to fruition. Uh, thank God, but it was, it was very crushing at the time because I, I came from this paradigm that if you sort of work hard and check the boxes, you get to just march up this ladder. And, uh, you know, I really think it's, it's, a, it's the school system kind of overselling its, its benefits. Um, and, and it, for at one point in time, I think that was, you know, good for most people. It's still good for some people, but certainly not uh, as many as, as it's portrayed. And it was, it was very hard on me at the time. I, I mean, I interviewed probably 50 plus times and, and um, a common theme was, well, we're not really hiring that many people, but uh, the one thing that's holding us back is while we think your technical ability is there, we don't think you have the ability to, to sell, to sell the consulting services. And, and that's an important part of it. So I asked them, you know, one firm in particular, like, what can I do to, to come back to you guys in a year and, and get another shot at this? And they said, go get an experience that's completely unlike anything you've done. And at the time I was in a job for a defense contractor and I happened to be buying my second home in the area, I think third or fourth overall. And uh, so I decided, okay, I'll get my real estate license and maybe try to help a few family and friends and that kind of thing. And then, um, I got my license and for a couple months, I, I really focused on marketing to the building I lived in about 190 condo units. And because my focus was so narrow, which it, it kind of had to be with my job because I couldn't really go out and market to, to hundreds of people, but uh, because it was so, so much of a focused uh, marketing effort and concentration, I gained market share there rapidly. And in, in the first uh, year, I would end up selling 12 million just in that building alone and over 22 million total. So wow. after a couple months of doing it part-time, I quickly looked up and realized that in the next like 90 days, I was going to close more, you know, get more commission income than I was going to make 
for an entire year at my job. Yeah. So I decided to quit my job. I, I never looked back. I never, you know, re-interviewed with any consulting companies, of course. And um, I think that year I ended up making uh, two and a half to three times what I would have at that company. And, and I didn't have to travel more than a mile from my house. So it all worked out really good. It's, it's grown since then, a year after that breakout year I had, I, I met uh, my wife, who was also in the business. Uh, we eventually merged our, our, the teams and <clears throat> business that we were growing. And this year, we've, now we've, we're going to close about $400 million this year. We've got 60 agents right now, a little over 60 agents on the team, about 100 people total when you include our staff and marketing team. And, um, and a couple of years ago, we, we started a coaching company and that's, that's starting to really grow and, and help agents all across the country. So it's just all exciting to, to really see. Yeah, that's incredible. That's, that's, uh, you know, and you, you hear a lot of business owners, um, leaders of company trying to, to find a direction or a niche, uh, you know, who, who are they really targeting and you hear it all the time, right? The narrow, narrower that you niche the wider and deeper that you can go right and then but it's so hard to do for so many people because they feel like they're limiting themselves and then you essentially like you said i mean you kind of had to because of what you had going on in your life but it forced you to do that out of the gates you feel like that was a like a big um you know being able to kind of get forced into that do you feel like that that benefited you or do you is that something that you think you wouldn't have had a problem with it, uh, doing had it not been for that circumstance? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I don't know if, if I would have taken the exact same approach. I, I, I probably still would have focused on that, on that condo building and, and really tried to gain market share there regardless of my job situation. I, I just think it made it even more pressing to do that. Uh, I think I might have expanded quicker into other areas. So as good as my, my start was, I think it, it would have been better if I would just gone all in and given up my income yeah. the first two or three months. But I, I think really having to focus on, on, on one building on less than 200 homes really made all the difference. And uh, I later wrote about it in, okay. a, in a book called the, it's called the hyper local, hyper fast real estate agent. And that came out uh, about two and a half years ago now. And that's really what led to the coaching company. It's got so much traction with that book. So many people were yeah. buying it. And um, so I, so I really outlined the process in there. I call it segmentation, targeting, positioning, where you, you know, really look at different market segments, pick a target, and then decide how you're going to position yourself to it. And I think a lot of people, not just in real estate, but in everything really have trouble with the concept of just really focusing uh, deeply on, and it could be the market, but it could just be like the next operational thing you need to do with your business or, or, or just the next leverage point right like how do you how do you focus put the blinders on and, and really only look at 
the most important thing and people struggle with it. Like they get distracted and, and want to chase, you know, shiny objects down, yeah. down rabbit holes and all that. And like, I, I get it, but, um, and, and maybe, maybe I think what some people could do to help with that is maybe you allocate 10 or 20% of your time for, for rabbit holes and really put the 80% on, on what you think is the next most important thing for whatever you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. What's, um, you know, I, I know you mentioned being uh, in the Naval Academy uh, and in the Navy. I was an officer in the Army as well. Um, talk to me maybe a little bit about um, that experience and, and how that's helped you, you know, as a leader in the Navy to then, you know, come and create a, a significant team, 60, 60 agents, I believe you said, and then also, of course, now as a, as a, as a coach, a mentor, a leader. Uh, in your industry and you definitely are as a producer as well so you know what benefits characteristics traits did you take from the experiences through the naval academy and, and inside of your navy career to what you do today yeah i think i think starting out the biggest thing that helped me was the discipline that the military brings you and and i think that really helps with what we just talked about with staying yeah focused on what matters right and and getting up every day and and spending an hour or two on whatever it is that you know is your focus area so i think i think the discipline uh that i learned in the military really helped me gain traction in the beginning i think as as i've grown a, a team that that discipline that focus uh has, has translated into something that, you know, they see as an example. So I think it's carried through to them. The, the other thing the Navy's really, being on a, on a, um, a submarine in particular, that's, that's how I, that's what I okay. served on, on yep. submarines, but uh, this concept of like everybody on the team has got to pull their weight. Yeah. And um, you know, as on a submarine, there's only so many people and you either all come back or you all don't like there's no, right. no, not really much of an in-between and mm -hmm. I, th I think that that concept of and, and being able to hold team members accountable and if you know they're not the right person like getting them off the team and um i think i think that's helped us tremendously especially in the last couple of years as, as we've added more people yeah what the, um so I, I, I love that. So identifying the, t the, the people that shouldn't be on the team, getting them off the team quickly. But, and then I, I just go to man being on a submarine. There's probably times where we'd like to get someone off the team, but it's not necessarily an option. And so then that forces you probably to, to work, do, do some corrective action with them and, and see if that you could train them up or lead them differently, or maybe put them in a different position. Any of that, you know, experiences that you have that, that carry over as well to what you do today. Yeah, I mean, being being very direct with people, giving them feedback as quickly as possible that they're not meeting the standards or expectations, and then you know, here's your probationary plan to get back on track. I think, I think doing that um, early is important, um, and, and and sometimes that can work. Like sometimes you you do that and it it can fix people, but more often than not. 
what I've what I've found is it just doesn't work out in those cases. Yeah. And this is I think this is one of the hardest things when you actually start building a team, growing a business. Uh, it's it's very hard for leaders to to get rid of people mm-hmm. because it's it's admitting a mistake really, and yeah. you know no matter what you like at, at one time you were like excited to write that person offer letter, sign them. And, uh, you know, I, I think people kind of overlook things and, and just assume that it'll change. And, you know, they, they just want to save everybody. Right. They, they, yeah, right. But not everyone can be saved. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're not all Jesus and, uh, <laughs> like it, it's just hard. It's a hard mistake for leaders to admit and it can be scary and we don't like turnover and, and really it's a, it's another example i think um of putting short-term thinking ahead of long-term thinking because you fear mm. that okay removing this this person who's not performing um no, i just realized my background is so changing it. but um yeah, removing right. this removing this person that's is not performing is going to cause me a lot of work in the short term. I got to hire new people. I got to have other staff pick up the slack, right? So, so maybe you put it off, even though long term it's going to be such a, a better uh, return on investment. Do you, do you want me to pause real quick, and I'll, I'll get my team to fix this? I think it'll be a little distracting. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I, I think um, you know, it, like you said, it can be as a leader, sometimes you might take it personally that, man, it, it's, it's his failure. And then you hang on to people a little bit longer on the team or a lot longer than you should. So yeah, I love that. That's, that's such a important piece for, I think people to hear, especially the entrepreneurs that are listening into this. Um, talk to me a little bit about vision. Cause I think championship leaders, man, they have, they have incredible vision and not just vision. Like they don't stop there. Right. They put it into action. They make decisions quickly They execute um, and they move on that vision to put it, to make it a reality. So what's the vision for you with, with your real estate company, with, um, with the coaching program, the hyperfast agent, like what's a big vision for you? Maybe just, let's say five years out from now, where do you want to be? Yeah, well, we, we want to be the number one real estate team in the world. I think, I think we'll get there in under five years. Um, so next year, our goal is a thousand transactions. That would be about a 50% increase, I think, from what we're going to do this year, maybe a 40% increase actually. So that's a shorter term goal is get to a thousand deals. And then for us to be number one at our price point, we probably got to get to 15, 1600. Um, just to give you an example, like two years ago, we were at 320. This year, we're going to do 700. So getting to 1,000, I think I think that puts us on the trajectory to, to get there in two to three years. Uh, so that, that's the big goal with our real estate team. And then with, with Hyperfast Agent, um, my, my next goal for that is to create a, a coaching mastermind group that, that is going to be one of the top coaching mastermind groups in the country for real estate agents. I want about 50 to 60 people in it max. Uh, right now we've got about 10 and we just, just started it. So I, I definitely think I can get there in the next two years. And, and really I want to attract people that are 
interested in growing their real estate business, building teams and, and building systems to, to make big incomes like, like high six figure or seven figure incomes. And, and, uh, but really for it to be a business. So I want, I want people in this group that are looking, you know, how do I build a real estate business? Uh, that actually has, that's, that's a real business, right? That I can take a vacation and closing still happen, right? That I can uh, have the time to go do other, you know, adjacent businesses or ventures, right? Because yeah. I think a lot, of, a lot of real estate agents that have success uh, break through, right? They, they, they get through the, the, the wall that a lot of agents don't, most agents fail. So they get through that wall, but then they kind of get, stuck uh, in the 150 to 250 kind of range of income, which is fine. That's, that's I'm not disparaging that, that like level of income or anything like that, but um, too many of them never really make hires and, and grow and build a team. And like, you don't have a business if it's just you. So um, you need, you need team members in, in the real estate industry, especially in an industry where, you know, your, your clients are, wanting to see homes, write offers on homes on, on nights and weekends. Like, yeah. uh, you, you need to learn how to grow it beyond yourself. So that, that's what we want to do with hyper fast agent. And, okay. you know, it's one of the only coaches that are, that are selling and certainly one of the only ones selling at the level we are like, yeah. we, we want to attract people that, that want what we have. And, and we want to help, you know, 40 to 60 people a year, uh, get on that path. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd imagine that, that uh, you know, they end up feeding each other a little bit, right, too, as well, because now you have uh, people that are looking to invest and willing to invest in themselves. Obviously, um, they have a clear plan of where they're going and, and they tend to be a little bit higher producer, I would say, as well, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the, the people, you know, it's kind of funny, the people that buy the VIP tickets at events, the people that... <clears throat> pay for, for coaching, uh, the, the people that, you know, go to the networking and mastermind events, they're usually the people that need it the least, right? Yeah, so right. Just, just the way it always works. Yeah. Like they're always the most successful people that are doing that. Yeah. Um, w one question I definitely want to ask here is, you know, I love to talk about, um, you know, maybe a moment in your life I like to call it a turning point or a critical moment, critical decision that you've had that, um, you know, a lot of times the easy path or, or the path for most would be that road uh, most traveled, where had you taken the left instead of the right, you could be at a completely different place in life. Um, from the outside looking in, at least most people would say it's a safe decision or like, man, what are you doing? You're you ruining your life or, or whatever it is, or maybe it was just a, uh, a moment again where that it, it, uh, you have to make that critical decision and you have to move and just be decisive in that moment and then it has you where you are today is there a moment that, that pops up in your mind where uh you have an example of that that you could share with the listeners yeah i mean there's, there's a couple moments one of them i i i briefly talked about earlier and that was that was when i quit my my job my safe six-figure you know contracting job um to jump into real estate people people thought i was crazy especially my a lot of my family members because you know i went to the naval academy got my mba at georgetown so they, they all thought oh you're gonna 
like quit that, quit your gut, your, your contracting job that, you know, it's a very, very safe job. I'll just put it that way. It's required yeah, clearance totally. and all that. So, uh, people thought I was crazy for, for giving that up and man, it was such like the day I actually went in and like told my boss, I was, I was leaving. Um, it was like one of the most liberating moments, empowering moments in my life. So I can imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was definitely a, a turning point. You know, another one too, I should, should, should touch on is at the, at the end of my first year in real estate, uh, I, I had, I had another moment like that as well. The, uh, and it, it, it had to do with the company that I started with and then, you know, leaving to go to another brokerage and, and really what I'm with right now. Um, we have our own now, but um, yeah, yeah pri prior to that, we were at Keller Williams. I started with Century 21, but now we're completely independent. Okay. But in, in my first first year, I, I realized uh, the opportunities with uh, title companies and, and starting uh, joint ventures with them. And um, so it was something I looked into with a, a past client that was or, or a client that year that was also an attorney and I knew he kind of wanted to get out of corporate law. And so we, we sat down and looked at what it would take to start a title company. And so we went out and did that. And eventually agents from the brokerage I was at, uh, you know, raised their hands and, and, and uh, decided to come on board and be a part of that. And uh, as you can imagine the, the company broker owner didn't like that because they had their own title company, but you know, they, they tried to throw a lot of kind of nonsense at me that it was illegal to do this and all, all sorts of things. And I'm like, all right, I guess, you know, someone that doesn't really research or, uh, you know, think too much for themselves that they might believe that, but like, you know, I know that's not true. Like, Cause other people have done this before and that are like way bigger than me and they're not going to just like blatantly do something that's illegal. And I, I think this is, is something that could benefit clients, benefit agents, you know, and, and give us value uh, back. And um, so that they gave me an ultimatum actually and said, well, you have to disband this or leave within 72 hours. And I pretty much got out, got up out of that meeting and, and left right away. My decision was already made. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, that, that really led to me, A, it led to me meeting my wife, Carrie, because she was at the new brokerage and uh, she was the biggest agent there. So she was the first person I recruited for the, the title company. And, um, you know, I, I got much more than just the title business. I'll just put it that way. But um, it, it ended up, you know, that experience uh, really gave me the, the uh, ability to go out and form other joint ventures and, and, and companies and do development deals. So just, just being able to kind of make quick decisions when opportunity comes up. I think uh, that was just one example where it really worked out well. And I was able to build off that since then. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. For, thank you for, for sharing those. It's, it is, it's important because we all have those moments and those decisions and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's being able to recognize them, I think, most most importantly for what they are, like the weight of what it is, and then just being able to choose what's what's really deep inside of you. Like, I think we all know what the right 
answer is for us. Sometimes we, we choose to go against that, right? But uh, obviously in those moments, I believe that you really uh, were listening and, and going with what you knew was right for you. So appreciate you sharing those. Um, as, we, as we wrap up here, I'd love to just get one or two things from you that, that you could share with the audience that they could implement into their life to help them you know, move forward right away. Just maybe a few pieces of advice or actionable items that they could take. Yeah, I think, I mean, sticking on the theme of decisions, I think one actionable piece of advice would be to write down like no more than like three things at most can be as few as one and one might even be better than three but like write down one thing that you've thought of doing or you're thinking about getting to or that you're researching right just write down one thing and, and, and go and do it yeah. uh, you know I, I think one of the most common feelings that that comes with decisions uh and in the and it's more true the bigger the decision or the longer you're in the deciding kind of phase uh, the one thing that's true about it is no matter what decision you make if it's right or wrong the most the most like liberating thing is when you get out of that state of indecision like indecision is, is just paralyzing and crippling and debilitating so actually deciding and taking action even if it's the wrong decision and wrong action is the most freeing thing, right? Because if, if, if it is the, the wrong action or something that, you know, is, is that you should have done differently, well, the, the only way you'll find out is if you, if you try and, and, and do it and, and nothing is, is uh, permanent. Like you can, you know, if it's the wrong decision, great. You've, you found it out. Now you can go back and, and go the right way, but, but you'll, You'll never get there if you stay in that that paralyzing state of indecision. So, like one thing I think everyone can do right now is is think of that that one thing that that you've been putting off or not making a decision or commitment to, and just just commit, schedule it, and get it done. Yeah, that's that's perfect because I think you know so many people do definitely uh, they struggle with that. So yeah, that's that's great. Appreciate it. What's um what are a few ways you know. Number one, how could if they wanted to join your team, how could they f find that out? Or if they want to find more about your coaching um, business that you have, Hyperfast Agent, like how could they find that? And how can they follow you and get more of, of you, your book, and everything else that you have to offer? Yeah, so on social media, my, my personal handle is the Dan Lesniak. So you can, you can follow me there on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that good stuff. And then on, on our, our, our coaching company is the Hyperfast Agent. So you can look us up at hyperfastagent.com. And, you know, there's, there's a ton of information about, about what we offer there. If you want a uh, copy of my, my book, uh, particularly if you're a real estate agent, uh, you can go to hyperfastfreebook.com. And, and we, we've got a great deal there where you, you just pay the shipping and we send you the book for free because we want to get it into as many hands as possible so that's hyperfastfreebook.com awesome man i appreciate it and we'll get all that linked up in the show notes for sure uh just thank you so much for taking some time uh, to join us here today i appreciate it thanks a lot i enjoyed being on your show and uh would love to connect with your listeners and, and you know if anyone follows up with me i'll, I'll definitely answer your questions or comments and direct messages, all that good stuff. Awesome, man. Thank you.
Appreciate it. Let's go. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm called to be a leader, I'm a leader, wait, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast. Hey, Bailey. Baby